0: Well, over the next few minutes, I'll show you how your positive body language signs may actually have negative implications despite appearing positive at first glance. So understanding body language is crucial because it's a powerful form of non-verbal communication that can convey emotions intentions, and attitudes, right? It's important because the correct body language often complements verbal communication, providing additional context and depth to the message being conveyed. And because women may not always say what they feel or think, it helps you gauge the dynamics of a situation like mutual interest, comfort levels, and adjust your behavior accordingly. Understanding body language is particularly useful in social settings where clear communication is essential. Overall, understanding body language is a valuable skill that contributes to effective communication, successful interactions, and improved relationships. So how then do you get it so wrong? Let's highlight some of the most common and inviting body language that you exhibit that could quickly turn into a red flag for women. Number one is smiling. You heard that, right? A smile is often the first thing people notice about you. A warm, genuine smile during introductions can create a positive first impression, making people more likely to remember you favorably, right? A genuine smile is warm, it's inviting. It can break the ice very quickly and move conversations along. Smiling is universally associated with positive emotions like happiness, friendliness, um, warmth, right? It can instantly create a positive atmosphere and put others at ease. Smiling triggers the release of endorphins, if you didn't know. And these are natural mood lifters, the feel-good hormones, right? It can help reduce stress, anxiety for both the person smiling and for those observing them smile. So that's all well and good, but you need to know when to smile and how to smile. Smiling can quickly feel creepy if it's not genuine or perhaps if it's accompanied by other off-putting behaviors. When a smile is forced or insincere, it can make women feel uncomfortable very quickly. People are usually good at detecting when a smile doesn't match a person's true emotions, so you want to be clear with that. An overly intense smile, especially in situations where it's not appropriate, can be unsettling. Smiling in situations where it's not expected or appropriate can be seen as strange, can be seen as suspicious. It might give the impression that the person is overly focused or even fixated on something, right? Holding a smile for an unusually long time, especially without breaks, can make other people wonder about your intentions and may seem unnatural. A smile without genuine eye contact, for instance, can feel disingenuous a genuine smile usually involves the eyes. Now if a smile is paired with strange or odd gestures, movements or facial expressions, it can make others feel uneasy. Smiling excessively at someone, especially if they're showing signs of discomfort or disinterest, can come across as invasive and creepy. If a smile is accompanied by invading someone's personal space, it can make them feel uncomfortable and threatened. So you get it. In summary, the perception of a smile being creepy often arises from a combination of things, including sincerity, appropriateness, and how it basically fits into the overall context of what's going on. So take note. Number two is maintaining eye contact. Now, appropriate eye contact indicates interest. It indicates confidence. As a rule of thumb, if you're engaged in normal conversation, it's natural to maintain eye contact for about 60 to 70% of the time. Continuously staring for longer than that without breaking can make many women feel uneasy or like she's being scrutinized a little too intensely, right? However, exactly when it starts to feel too long is subjective. So you're going to have to put your intuition out there, you know, or to use your intuition here to sort of decipher that. Here are some guidelines. Keep in mind they are cultural differences, right? In some cultures, prolonged eye contact can be seen as confrontational, disrespectful, while in others it's seen as a sign of sincerity or attentiveness. So you need to be aware of the cultural norms and the sensitivities when you're communicating like that. Let's talk about context. In situations where intimacy and vulnerability is expected, example, when you're in therapy or having a heart-to-heart conversation with someone, Longer periods of eye contact may be more tolerated or even encouraged, right? In contrast, during casual or impersonal conversations, prolonged eye contact may or might feel more intrusive, okay? Individual differences count. People with certain conditions, such as autism or social anxiety, might find prolonged eye contact particularly challenging, overwhelming. Some individuals might have personal reasons or past experiences that make extended eye contact simply uncomfortable. And you need to know that. The nature of the relationship matters, right? Close friends, family members, romantic partners might be more comfortable with prolonged eye contact compared to some strange or random acquaintance. Number 5 nonverbal cues. So if the person starts to look away frequently, fidget or show signs of discomfort, it might indicate that the level of eye contact is becoming too intense for them. So it's always important to sort of read the room, be sensitive to other people's reactions and adjust your behavior accordingly. Now, the third uh, body language sign that could quickly turn into a red flag is touching. While gentle touches can create a sense of intimacy, initiating physical contact too soon or touching inappropriately can be invasive and off-putting. I mean, there have been too many occasions where men reach out and touch women too soon. For example, many women may have already experienced a man reaching out and touching her thigh while she sat next to him in a car. While there may be nothing inherently wrong with the gesture if the relationship was a little more advanced, they. not have that kind of relationship yet and so it will definitely make her feel uneasy. There are examples out there of other men who, for instance, even try to, you know, land a kiss too soon. If you're not careful, you'll earn a slap in the face. Touch is a great way to convey affection with a woman you're interested in, however, timing is everything. I say avoid touching her at all unless you realize that she's breaking personal boundaries to get closer to you. You know, at that point in time, you don't have to overthink it, especially if, for instance, she's already running her hands all over you or stuff like that that just indicate that she overtly is breaking that personal barrier. Number four is mirroring. That's another body language that can go wrong. So subtly mirroring someone's gestures indicates that you're tuned into what they're saying or doing, right? It's positive body language. It can foster a sense of familiarity between you and your love interest, making communication more fluid. When two people act similarly, it can create an unconscious feeling of safety and sometimes even trust. By mirroring another's gestures or posture, we're communicating our attentiveness and alignment with them on a non-verbal level. And this is because shared behaviors and partners signal a level of agreement or understanding mirroring can also convey empathy by reflecting someone's emotions or actions you're showing that you understand how they feel and this can create a deeper emotional connection mirroring can be a sign that someone is actively listening when you're truly tuned into someone's words and actions you're more likely to adopt some kind you know their 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 behaviors right by mirroring you can also show that you've understood or grasped a concept. For example, if someone explains something and you nod your head or repeat a gesture you know that they made while explaining, it can signify comprehension. Humans, as social animals, are wired to fit into groups. One of the ways we do this is by copying the behavior of those we see as similar to ourselves or those we admire. So mirroring can be a sign that someone sees another person as their people or holds them in high esteem. It's however essential to approach mirroring with authenticity because overdoing it or mirroring in very obvious ways can come off as insincere or even mocking, right? As with many interpersonal skills, subtlety and genuine intent are always key. But if you're too obvious to mimic every single movement, it might seem that you're making fun of them or maybe you're even just trying too hard. The fifth body language sign that could turn to a red flag real quick is leaning in. Yeah, leaning slightly towards someone whilst they're talking is a body language cue that signals engagement, attentiveness, right? It shows that you're interested in what the person is saying and that you're listening to them. However, it's important to be mindful of how much you lean in, right? Leaning in too quickly or too far can make the other person feel uncomfortable or pressured. It's important to be aware of the other person's personal space. If you lean in too close, you may make them feel invaded or uncomfortable, it's generally best to lean in maybe a little slightly and then gradually and to be respectful of the other person's personal space, especially when you realize that they're not so comfortable. The Sith body language sign is the open posture. So the open posture is basically a body language that communicates openness, confidence, approachability, right? It's characterized by standing or sitting with your arms uncrossed, your legs uncrossed, your torso facing the person that you're speaking to. Open posture, can be used to make a good first impression, to build rapport with others, and to encourage communication. However, it's important to note that too much of a good thing can be bad. For instance, leaning back excessively can make you appear disinterested or aloof. It's important to find a balance between being open and approachable and being too relaxed, okay? Else you will unknowingly be sending your love interest red flags. Maybe they're boring, that's why you're doing that for instance. Number seven, laughing. Now laughter is a great way to bond with others and can be a sign of happiness, joy, amusement, you name it. However, laughing excessively in a bid to impress or at an inappropriate moment can actually be seen as a sign of nervousness, insecurity or insensitivity. It can also make her feel uncomfortable or even offended. If you find yourself laughing excessively at inappropriate moments, it's important to be aware of the reasons why you're doing so and try to sort of control that situation, right? You can also try to be more mindful of the conversation's tone and to avoid laughing at things that basically are not funny or that could be hurtful to to her, right? I mean, laughter, they say, is the best medicine, but remember that too much of everything is bad. It's important to remember that laughter is a natural human emotion. And it's okay to laugh, but it's also important to be mindful of your laughter and to be, well, basically to control it when necessary. Okay, let's wrap up this video. Remember, the key is to strike a balance and be mindful of other people's comfort and cues adapt your body language to the situation and always prioritize genuine communication and respect before you end up losing the girl that you actually wanted to attract thank you so much for listening to the sunshine girl podcast if you enjoyed it